Hey, this is Tina. And this is Erica. And we are A92A. A92A stands for ages nine to adult, and that's how long we've been on this journey as friends. And 92 is also our graduation year. And ages nine to adult is a nod to the board game Life, which we rockified as kids in order to live out our rock and roll fantasies. We're gonna have a lot more on that later. A lot more. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. So this is our first ever A92A podcast, Erica. I can't believe it's it. It's the first one. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It has. We it thought has. Uh, we thought for this first one, we would just introduce ourselves, talk about how we met, how we grew up, and how we formed this love of music. Um, Erica, my family moved from Washington State to South Sioux City, Nebraska, the summer before our third grade year. Mm-hmm. And I was enrolled in E.N. Sweat Elementary School in your class. And that's what I remember, you know, about meeting you for the first time. Yes. I mean, we go back quite a ways. Almost 40 years. Almost 40 years now. I mean, it's frightening, really. But that really is how our journey started. Yeah. You know, and we became friends as the years went on and developed this real passion for this music, which is what this podcast is all about. We're going to talk about 80s metal. We're going to talk about our experiences with it and how we grew to really love it and adore it. But all of it started really in third grade. In Mrs. Bouch's class. Bouch's Bears. Bouch's Bears. We're proud to be. Do you you even, I don't remember specifically meeting you any particular day. I don't either. But I, do, but I do have early impressions of you oh, in that God. classroom. I'm going to share this oh, with God. you. And what I'd like they? to hear what, what you thought of me back then. But I, So you were, of course, this all-American beauty. There's a really, really cute girl, blonde hair, big blue-eyed girl. And you were so cool. Like, I just remember thinking, oh, my God, that girl is like – you had on – and I even have an outfit in my brain that I think of you in. You had these dark – blue jeans on which were super cool and they were like straight leg which I think at the time because we were all trying to get out of the bell bottom thing but like some of our parents right. weren't, right, weren't right, right. very futuristic so I, I mean I would probably was like wearing the like third grade equivalent of mom jeans at that point right and you were just like in these cool slim fit awesome jeans and you had a pair of Nike leather Nike tennis shoes with mm-hmm. a navy blue swoop. I remember those shoes. Yes. yes. And you were wearing like a pink blouse or something. And you were doing that <laughs> you were doing that thing that you still do sometimes what like nervous energy where you were like bouncing your leg. I do that all the time. Yeah. And, I can't believe you yeah. remember that from third no, grade. Totally. But I just remember thinking, Oh my God, she's so pretty. Like we didn't come from a very fashion forward home let's just say so I was dorky (laughs) and awkward and wearing probably half my brother's hand-me-downs or something like that and I just remember thinking she's so pretty and so cool and then I remember starting to talk to you and thinking oh my god she's like also really sweet like because you could have been a total bitch it was the 80s like you were so pretty you could have just been bitchy but you weren't um and that's what I remember about those early times. And I think it took like a year or two of us mm-hmm. ch- chatting and being in mm-hmm. the same schools and mm-hmm. classrooms mm-hmm. to really start forming a friendship. Right. Um, well, I remember you being insanely smart, which you oh. obviously still are. I remember headbands for some reason. Like, oh, yeah. I remember you wore a lot of headbands. Oh. You had long, dark hair, headbands, sweater vests. I mean, everybody sweater was kind vest. of rocking the same kind of jam. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I remember you. I remember we really started to really bond though when you moved into we moved into the same neighborhood right i moved actually into the neighborhood that you already lived in into south like Ridge. probably fourth grade right and so that's when our friendship really started to develop and you were in the maroon house mm-hmm. and essentially i could run across the neighbor's yard in front of us hop the fence and be in your backyard <laughs> 
But I would swoop around to the front door and be like, right. hi, yeah. you know, Not hi, Marsha. I'm here to get Erica. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, that was it was it was great. I mean, we obviously lived just steps away from each other. And so as we grew up, that's really when the music started to infiltrate our lives. Now, I moved away to Dallas for about a year. Yes. And it was really when I came back in the summer of 1987 that the whole music thing really started to take over our universe. So, um, you know, that's really like where our journey, I think, with the with the yeah. music began. And I don't have like one of those weird defining moments of, oh, God, I heard this song and everything clicked into place. Or mm-hmm. I, do you – I don't really remember. I just remember – one day listening to like Madonna and Prince and Springsteen and the next day having like encyclopedic knowledge of Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like it yeah. happened fast. It swept us up. I do remember seeing Livewire music video in those early days and thinking, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to like this, right. but I do. I remember being at another friend's house right across the street from you, our friend Amber, and I remember her brother was a big Motley Crue oh, fan. okay. And that was where I first heard Shout at the Devil. And you know the whole intro oh, to Shout at the right. Devil, the yeah. beginning, and then you move into Shout at the Devil. Like, it's really creepy. Like, it's really <laughs> almost scary. And I remember being, like, sort of scared by it, but right. also it's, like, fascinated. Like, yeah. what is this? Now, that was before I moved back from Dallas. So that was early. So it was you know, planted like in your Devil brain, though. It was like early 80s. Right. But I remember moving back in 1987, and I remember Bon Jovi. I remember Poison. Um, I Won't Forget You by Poison, that video. That really was kind of like a light switch moment for oh. me where I felt like, okay. oh, this is cool, and I love this song. And still when I hear that song, it takes me directly back to being in eighth grade right and you know just like loving life it was right. like the craziest most fun summer ever i think that summer of 1987 so for me it was kind of like i won't forget you by poison that really like started the light bulb oh, interesting mm-hmm. yeah i don't uh, the live wire reference is the best i can kind of do but i just when you moved back from dallas you moved into a different house in the right. neighborhood Same the neighborhood, white house. Different house right right um a little bit further away and by that i mean like 45 seconds more away <laughs> on foot um yeah, everything was on foot of course and we must have just started to talk to each other about interests and preferences and music oh i've been listening to this i've been listening to this because i think we very very quickly became the 80s metal girls very quickly at our yes. school yeah we were kind of known as that. You know, I think everybody knew that that was kind of our thing. And if you wanted any info or inside intel on that genre, right. <laughs> like we probably had it. And keeping in mind that this was before the age of Internet or social media, which right. we'll talk about in a different episode. But, you know, we had a lot of knowledge about we these did. bands and about these band members specifically. We did. Crazy amount of knowledge for the little amount of information that we had. But right. we were known for that. that we were driven. Thing. We were driven. And we were also known for being... You know, a lot of you will remember the Cinderella uh, girls from the videos, the mm-hmm. brunette and the blonde who were always in twins. the Cinderella twins who were always in polka dots and crazy outfits and crazy hats and stuff. And we were kind of, I don't know, we were a version of that because you were mm-hmm. this blonde haired blue eyed girl and I was this darker skinned, dark haired, brown eyed mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but we were kind thing. of like the same sizing and the same. By the way, Erica, like nothing really has changed. Erica is still very fashion forward and really cool. <laughs> and I am still very awkward and dorky. You know, that's like, not true at all. <laughs> That's not true at all. I mean, Tina has a mohawk, everyone. She's not dorky and awkward in any sense at all. So that's not true. I think we've both probably developed a little bit, you know, more obviously as we've aged. We're, right. we're cooler than we were when we right. were in third grade. God, I would hope so. But. I would hope so. Well, we also have our own money now. So we weren't dependent on our parents of like, you know, because my parents would were not going to get me the brand names. I was not getting <laughs> Nike 
you know, shoes. I did get like a Payless version that was more <laughs> plastic or rubber and had, you know, it was a different symbol. It wouldn't have been a swoop. It would have been like, you know, like a t- tilde or <laughs> something. Like, you know, <laughs> semicolon. Yeah. That's so um, funny. <laughs> yeah. But I tried to emulate you and I failed. Oh, but, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. Tina was like, she was like the one that was always great at everything. I remember when what? we were little That's kids. I remember, I remember I ty- like we would like race like have type races like we would type on like a typewriter because we took typewriting class yeah we took typewriting class and that was our thing let's like let's type today like that was like our big activity of the day but you were always so good at everything all the time and she still is like she still she never participates in anything unless she knows she's gonna she's gonna succeed 110 percent and so she was like always like the best at everything and she still is that's kind of a flaw though because I really was afraid to try things unless I knew I'd be good at them Mm -hmm. and that's probably why I don't know how to do things other people know how to do like golf and bowl and things I don't well, know but you know how to type I do so I can, I and that's like a cat you know that's come in handy let's face it <laughs> typing is a skill that we actually needed it's one skill we learned in high school that we actually needed typing it's true it's true typing but no Tina and I did all kinds of crazy stuff like that I remember Miami Vice was a big influence for the two of us yeah. like I remember we mm-hmm. really really loved that show growing up and we would like you would be like the tubs and I would be like the Crockett yeah. you know similar to the Cinderella twins like yeah. the dark skin dark hair I, I always get the multiracial skin. characters because that's what I am <laughs> so you know you know Erica can only ever play the blondes right I mean yeah. I'm typecast for sure I yeah mean, but I remember loving Miami Vice and you know that was just like such a funny part of our childhood too like I have great memories of Miami Vice, yeah which is odd I don't know why it's <laughs> weird so, like, it sticks out a Miami little Vice. bit um and then you know so when this music really took a hold of us it really became our vibe um I think it influenced obviously our our clothing and our hair and just our general feeling and I, I think probably friends and family were a little worried at times for us we weren't I don't think we were obsessive in an unhealthy way um, but it was definitely a part of who we were. I mean, we were busy kids. We had other things going on. We played sports. We, you know, mm-hmm. yearbook, you know, things like that. But this was – it was something that we owned together. Like, I think we really very proudly displayed our love for this music. Mm-hmm. And um, and like you said, we were driven for information. And mm-hmm. when concerts came to town and, you know, growing up in South Sioux City, Nebraska, Sioux City being, a, a you know, a mid-sized town, a mid-sized mm-hmm. city uh, connected to us with a – decent sized venue. I mean, when a concert came to town, it was like, it was life changing. It was life changing. And thank God for my mom, you know, shout out to my mom, Marsha right now, because she really did drive us all over the tri-state area to go to shows. And I really credit her for a lot of what I ended up doing with my life. I mean, I book shows for a living. That's what I ended up doing with my life. Um, I book a couple different venues in Omaha, Nebraska. And um, that's really like where my love for this business started was really seeing these concerts at a very young age. And my mom, I remember she would take us to shows in Omaha or Sioux Falls. And I remember her, she would sit in the car. She would literally sit in the car. She would get us there early because of course they were all general admission show. I know. So you had to get there, you know, as early as possible yeah. so you could get as close to the stage as you possibly could. But she would take us to these shows an hour, hour and a half away and drop us off early so we could stand outside the venue. And then she would sit in the car like for the entire show until we were done, you know, at 10, 1030 at night. And so thank God for Marsha because she was really like <laughs> instrumental in getting us in front of all of these bands that we were so crazy about. My, my mom, of course, took us to one show and it became a pretty epic <laughs> story because we... We had decided 
to get there so early so that we can get in the front row of this general admission state at the Sioux City Auditorium. And my mother agreed. And what kind of mother does this? I don't know. Great mom. Thanks, mom. Um, agreed to, you know, write a note and excuse us from school yes. in the middle of the day so we could literally go stand in line at this rock show. Right. And we had parental permission. We did. And um, she took us there. Of course, she took us there way too early. Like, we had to pee. We were hungry. We were tired. <laughs> it was awful, you know. Um and but and then we got in trouble. We got we in trouble tr- when they found out. I don't understand out. how we got in trouble. We know. had parent permission to leave the school, but yet when the school found out that what we had left for was to go to a concert, <laughs> we got freaked. in big trouble the next day. And it was like Footloose style. Like, what do you? What? Yeah, it's a rock it was crazy. It was crazy. But you know that brings up another good point because that's another part of going to these GA shows that yeah. was so integral into our experience because yeah. you had to worry about things like what are we going to eat? How right. are we going to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're standing outside a concert venue from for seven like hours noon I know. until the doors open at six or six thirty. I mean, it's like a real struggle. And I remember your mom one time coming to pick us up from a show so that we could I don't know how we saved our places, or maybe there was no one I there. I think we yet. called her from a payphone and we were like, We have to pee so bad. <laughs> and she came and got us. I think I think we did have a group of people or they or the people behind us agreed to save our save place. Save our spot, yeah. And she took us to a hospital. <laughs> She's like, just go inside and you'll find a bathroom. And we couldn't. We literally ran around the hospital and we were like, we can't. And we'll just hold it, I guess. And why the hospital? You know, of all the places we could have potentially gone, gas stations, fast food restaurants. No, we're going to go to this hospital. That's my mom. Wander around and see if you can find a restroom. (laughs) She didn't even go in with us. She was just like dropping us off. Like, go in and see if you can find a bathroom. Strange. So, you know, years of concerts and uh, devouring information and plastering our walls with posters and just... You know, buying all of the new records and and sitting, you know, and watching, you know, video world premieres together and all this kind of stuff really defined a lot of our sort of junior high, high school, you know, years together. Um, Erica and I, after graduation, parted ways a little bit, just, you know, geographically, especially I moved to Los Angeles to go to USC um, and you stayed and went to Briarcliff, right? Right, In Sioux City, correct. In Sioux City. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the coolest part of our friendship is that we, we like fall apart, come back, and it's like no time has lapsed. Oh, absolutely. At all. Yes. And yes. I think a lot of it has to do with these years where we were just, and we still, you guys, we, obviously we're doing a podcast. We still talk about this <laughs> stuff all the time. Like it's in, it's insane. We get together. It and is insane. People around us are like, God, shut up. Like how much can you even talk about Warrant? Well, yeah. Warrant's important. Right. You know? Or randomly, like I'll know like, oh, today's Richie Sambora's birthday. And people around right. me are like, why do you why know do you that? know that? Yeah. Um, because it was important to us and it's important to our friendship and we just love each other for it. And it's been years, you guys. We graduated in 92 mm-hmm. um, and moved on, did a lot of different things. I moved to Los Angeles, uh, went to London briefly, but ended up staying in Los Angeles. And I work in human resources. And I've worked in a variety of industries, but most recently and for the majority of my career, I've now been in the entertainment world. So I do work in creative environments, but I am a desk, you know, I'm a business person in a creative environment. I love it. I love surrounding myself um, with people who can do amazing things that I don't have the skills to do. And I love supporting them in that. And that's just the career that I've made, you mm-hmm. know, after college for mm-hmm. myself. 
which is so perfect for you, um, like because it is kind of like your two different personalities kind of merging into one, the very business kind of persona that you have, and then also the very creative persona. Right. So it's like really a perfect fit for you. And I found myself in the entertainment business about 16 years ago when I started working for a couple of venues in Sioux City, Iowa, after moving back from Dallas. Again, it's like a recurring theme in my life. Yes. Like moving back from Dallas. Anyway, that one time I moved back from Dallas, it like never ends. But anyway, I lived in Dallas three times. So there's been a lot of moving back from <laughs> right. Dallas. But regardless, um, I started in the entertainment business about 16 years ago. Um, and I book venues and I work with agents and I work with promoters and I, and I meet bands. And so I kind of have like this job that really is a carryover from, again, those formative years that you and I were together yeah. where we really just really loved the music. And it really was about the music yeah. and about the band members. I mean, we were in love with the band members. Let's not lie. I mean, we loved those yes. guys. Very inappropriately. We did. We were Absolutely. underage. And, I mean, you know, I for sure thought I was going to marry one of them. Like, I, I know. surprised even sitting here today that, that I you're didn't not. Yeah. because I was sure that that was my path in life. Right. It has not been, but that's okay. Like I'm all right with it. Like, yeah. I've come to terms with it. But I do um, think it's interesting that I did find myself like in that world anyway. Yeah. And, and in that world, I've ended up meeting a ton of the bands right. that we had these massive crushes on like Whitesnake, LA Guns, Poison, um, you know, Motley Crue and Cinderella, like all these bands I've met. And um, I every time it happens, I always do feel like this like full circle kind of moment where it's like, oh man, you know, like this the the fourteen year old in me is like flipping out right now. I have I still have so much reverence for like the bands yeah. and the band members. Like they're still so important to me in a lot of ways because Same. they were such a, a huge part of my childhood. Same. And you're the first call or text I make when something in that world happens. You oh yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we're we're very tied in. We have we have like a text chain that's going back years. <laughs> It's insane. Like, you know what? I mean, it's insane. Um, so let's cut to a little bit more recent times because, mm -hmm. you know, this has been a part of our lives all this time. Anytime we get together, we talk about this a lot. We do go to shows together still right. when we can. And we do play the board game Life. We have a whole episode on that. We're going to oh, talk God. about that. Yeah, um, uh, but about a year and a half ago-ish, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Erica started pestering me with an idea. <laughs> it really was pestering. It really was. Because let's be honest, you were not on board with this nope. at first. Uh -uh. But I had this kind of like vision a couple years ago. And and it really was, again, I talked a minute ago about that full circle moment. But to me, this podcast was this full circle, this closing of the loop. Because Tina and I have been so in touch with this genre for so many years. I'm like, we got to do something with it. It's like part of our fabric. It's part of who we are. And so this podcast notion came to me. And I really was like, I remember sitting at a restaurant in LA, I'd come out like some December or something. And I'm like, listen, we got to do this podcast. And I had already harassed you about it a few times. But at that restaurant, for some reason, like I kind of saw the light bulb click when I was kind of talking through what I wanted it to be and what I wanted to do. And you were sort of like, huh, yeah, maybe that does yeah. sound interesting. Because up until that point, I'd been really just blowing you off. I'm like, this <laughs> bitch is crazy. Um, because you were like, I've got this idea. That December trip, by the way, you set that up because mm -hmm. you were like, hey, I'm thinking about coming out to L.A. for a visit. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, I want to talk to you about this thing. Oh, absolutely. I it was, was like, oh, she's shady. Like, she's got, <laughs> she's manipulative. I don't know what she's doing, what she wants. And I've been like, okay, yeah, podcast. Like, I don't even really listen to podcasts, you know, back then. Now I'm a little bit more well-versed and, you know, have, have listened to some things, but Back then, I was like, this is not my jam. This is not my thing. I don't even like the sound of my own voice. I don't want to do this. She's crazy. And, you know, also pitching the idea that we talk about 80s metal, 
Um, it just seems so silly, like such a farce. But the reality is it was it's a real strong foundation in our lives. It was a brief moment in time that really shaped us. Mm -hmm. And we've got some really specific thoughts around it from the female perspective. Yes. Um, and from the perspective of female super fans specifically and and childhood best friends who sort of went through this together. I think mm -hmm. it just hit us right at the right time. And mm -hmm. this is just weird enough, you guys, for me to like finally say yes. But I th it, it took me like six months, I think, yeah. before I was like, okay, I'm fine, in. let's do a thing, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, and so, yeah. And I think I think too the female perspective is very important, and I think it's really sorely lacking. Right. Whenever you know I listen to anything about this genre or you know any any sort of content that's out there right now, a lot of it you know and and I love it, and so I listen to it, and it's great. But a lot of it is is male focused. Like yeah. It's coming from men, and it really has yeah. turned into sort of like this boys' club. And yeah. I think what's been left behind is the concept of women really actively being involved in this genre and really elevating this genre yeah. to where it ultimately got. You know, Tina and I were just talking in the car about the fact that women really um, were the were the momentum behind this genre completely. You, yeah. When you hear a lot of interviews with these bands, the reason they got into the music or started playing the guitar is because they wanted to get the chicks, right? Right. I mean, it was the female energy that was mm -hmm. kind of like pushing this driving a lot of it the level that yeah. it ultimately got and so i think that's missing right now i don't ever hear women talking about this music but you and i know from growing up in that environment there we had a ton of friends the concerts were full were of them. girls yeah that loved this whole world and yeah. and so i think that's one of the things of the many things that we'll be focusing on in this podcast is really bringing like a feminine voice into I agree. the mix i agree it's it's um and we have a lot of things planned for this, guys. We've got topics that are, you know, fun and uh, match the sort of vibe and energy and, and carefree times. But we've got some really serious stuff that we want to talk about, too. Uh, we're certainly going to have some guests on. Yes. We're going to keep yes. that under wraps for a minute. But, um, you know, we hope you guys, you know, really tune in and 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 hear from us and hear from our perspective and and you're right the narrative out there is really formed by by men and eric and i have some uh we've got some goals to change that mm -hmm. and and i think too um that what my hope is for this podcast because i'll tell you like when i'm kind of like down or in sort of like a low mood or just you know shit's happening that's not super fun in my adult life if i ever turn on like hair nation on yeah. sirius xm like i automatically feel better right and i think that's the vibe that we want to bring to people listening to this podcast as well it's like remember how good this music makes yeah. you feel maybe the time that you were living through through back in the 80s wasn't ideal, but it probably was a time where you really connected with this music and listening to it brought you to a different place. Like it made you feel happy or it made you feel more positive. So for me, like that music still has that effect and hopefully, and I think it does still yeah. have that effect for a lot of people. It and does. that's one of the things that we want to bring into the mix as well. Yeah. And this podcast has been a long time coming. So long. The <laughs> pandemic, of course, changed our our schedule and our timeline for this, but we're we're at it now and we're gonna bring you a lot of great stuff. Mm -hmm. Um we have friends and family all over who helped us, who lent 
their ideas and their creative feedback and, and their talents, their talents and their support and all that. And we want to thank everybody who's been involved in mm-hmm. this endeavor with us. Um, we have a big super shout out. Thank you to Tony Gamble. Yes. Rock- thank you, Tony. Oh, my gosh. Tony, rock star in his own right. Um, who gifted us this amazing intro and outro music, uh, which is perfect for what we're trying to do. We love you, yes. Tony. We're actually going to see you for lunch tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just really excited to go on this journey. I think it's going to be super fun. We have a lot of fun content that we're going to push out on our social channels. We have a website. So we have a lot of ways to kind of connect with people. Yep. And again, like we just really want it to be this fun um escape for people to just remind them of how great that music was you know if you ever want to get like a real dose of like happy vibes like go out and watch like some of the old videos on youtube i mean that that really like will take you directly back to like the 1980s and and for me like if i just like turn on a europe video or something totally like it's it's great like life's good so life is good um yeah that's definitely what we want to do with this podcast as well so we would love to hear from you guys i mean we'll have all kinds of information coming about how to how to get in touch with us and we love to hear from people as well because we love to share in that energy and and with people that are excited about about this as well. So exactly. Um, so we kind of want to wrap up each episode by calling out to our listeners and really asking them to interact with us and tell us their stories. And if we love what you share, we'll share it out on a future podcast, maybe. Yes. Um, so for this episode, We'd, uh, we'd really like to hear from you about who is your 80s metal bestie? Like, who was that special person in your life during that time who went to all the shows, who listened to all the music, who fantasized about this rock and roll life? Um, you know, what did you guys do together? What, was, what made that person so special? Are you still friends? Tell us all the details. Yes. Tell us how it went. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can follow us and interact with us at our website, www.a92a.life. Uh, catch us on Insta at a92a underscore life um, or check out our Facebook page, a92a. And I'm so excited that we finished our first podcast. We Tina. did. Like a year and a half after after we first came up with this idea, we actually finished our first one. So We did. I had a little exciting. stage fright, not going to lie. Yeah. I think stage fright is gone now, though. We're like in a flow. We're in the role. Yeah, this is what we do. That's right. All right, guys, you guys keep, uh, stay true and keep rocking and keep ratting those bangs and banging those heads. Do all that good stuff. We're going to catch you on the next one. See ya. See ya.